I'm Sam. Thanks for listening to the Four Lee podcast. Uh, Four is for my mother who passed away from Lou Gehrig's disease in 2018. And Lee is the name of my brother who passed away a year later. This podcast is all about learning about other people's challenges and how they got through them and like learning from each other. So hopefully here's something that can help you one day. Uh, Today's episode is with Charles. Charles, please go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on? My name is Charles. Um, can you say introduction? Want to talk about myself? Or what yeah, whatever you want people to know. I mean, I know you. Damn, uh, right <laughs> damn I don't know what to talk about. So, me and Sam, we go back, what, what seven, eight months now? Yeah, we know each other in a minute. Yeah, so. Work together and stuff like that. Yeah, struggle together. <laughs> struggle that was together. a real struggle, man. That was yeah, a very bad, a bad experience. Um, so, what's been going on? What have you been up to? Man, just working this new job, you know what I'm saying? And it's a great job, positive people. You know, I love what I'm doing, getting the finances, helping people get their their finances together. So it's a good deal. Yeah, so uh, before before we hit the record button, we were talking about different things. Um, obviously, both brought, you brought the motorcycle jacket over, which I appreciate. But what's what was your experience like with, with your motorcycle? How do you get back out there? First off, <laughs> I got to say this because I'm tripping because I just looked to my left and saw your motorcycle. Yeah. I've been in your house for like the last 45 minutes and I haven't even seen your damn motorcycle. So you didn't see it the whole time? I swear I never looked at it. And I looked over at you. I was wondering where you, what you were doing. What? I was just looking through my phone, but... You, you walked in the door and you I didn't see I literally did not see this damn motorcycle. <laughs> I'm tripping right now, so I don't know. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, then I sit, I just happen to look over there, and it's all bright and shiny. It's not covered up with nothing. What was I fucking doing? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. But my experience with motorcycles <laughs> was, uh, I had fun. Yeah. Loved it. Would still be riding today um, if it wasn't, I had a pit bull that I loved, and she had to have a surgery done, a heart surgery. Yeah. And I sold a motorcycle. I had a... Uh, Abusa, Habusa, thirteen hundred Suzuki, and I sold it to get the operation done, and she died a week before the operation. Oh so, no! What'd she die of? Um, the whole litter had some issue with their hearts, and she just she'd get too excited. I had to give her a Viagra of all things to really? control her blood pressure to keep it down because if she got too excited, like a human Viagra, yeah, real talk. Like a fifteen milligram. Really? Yeah. So um, can I ask why you did you? Is it your Viagra? <laughs> no, it was my, no. But I ain't gonna lie. I had a few of them left over, and I may have used them. How know. does? How was that? Oh, uh, the Viagra? Yeah. I've never tried one. But man, hey, you know, you, you ever perform really well one day, and you in the bathroom like, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, I beat, yeah, I beat that shit. Up. Yeah, like you just got yeah, a new haircut. Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. how I was. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> I tried, uh, you know, like the gas stations have like the, the rhino pills and the cap or whatever. Yeah. I tried that. That is that word. I, I, I honestly, like, yeah, do not try that. Do not try that. No, it was worth, like my heart was racing. Oh, yeah, like, my veins are popping out. Like, I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh my pop- God, I thought I was going to die. And like, but like, yeah, like if it lasts longer than four hours, you have to like go to the ER, which thankfully it eventually stopped. But yeah, no, that, those gas station pills are no joke. Okay. I yeah. do not recommend it. 
But I tried it again after the first time <laughs> just to see if it was like really that bad, and it's still the same thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was always scared to try them for that reason. So. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, don't do it. Cause, so it's crazy. They come in, it's like a case. That's how you know this thing is like definitely like toxic. Right. <laughs> it comes in like a little plastic case that looks like a pill, and then you pop that open, mm-hmm. and then there's another pill in there, and then you can take, which I wonder how many people have actually thought that like they had to take the whole plastic thing. And, and swap probably it. yeah. And they're like... Probably ain't here to tell about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like in a double encased thing. It's, yeah. it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but... Um, so that happened. And... Oh, yeah, your dog died. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, got, I get on tangents. No, that's good. That's cool, man. I do the same thing. So after that happened, I just never got, got around to getting another motorcycle because I had a house. Yeah. I had two new vehicles at the time so it was like I'm not gonna take on extra debt and get another motorcycle right now so then life happened I ain't I had time I was working two full time jobs going to school single father so yeah I didn't have time for that when's the, so when's the last time you rode? last time I rode whoa about a decade ago oh so it's been a minute it's been a long time just had to think about that yeah that's a real long time cause yeah that's a long time. It's actually been about fifteen years. Fifteen? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But I, uh, I love it. Love driving. Fa- oh, I rolled my ass off. Drove fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it like driving on bridges? Is there a lot of wind? It is. And when that happened, I always got into the the fast lane. It stayed up. Especially going across like Matthews Bridge where Yeah, I was saying Dame's Point. Yeah, when it had that, that metal grating, you would bounce around. Yeah, that. okay. So it's not too bad. I just go ahead and get across there, don't go too fast because that gust of wind, especially on that Dame's Point Bridge. Yeah. It hits you. And yeah, you see your ass can fly at that point. Well, yeah, if you go off that thing, when you, you're, you're not, like, it's not like you're hitting water. You're like, yeah, hitting, hitting concrete. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, that yeah, distance, yeah, get your final yeah. prayer in. <laughs> what would your final prayer be? You think, you'd, you think you'd actually think of a prayer or would you just be like, shit? I'm going to say, oh, fuck. And <laughs> well, guy, we here now, so. See you in a minute. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. Yeah. Um, so I, I usually, I only take my bike out like once a week. And I just go, like I was telling you, in that parking lot, I kind of mm-hmm. practice the shift and the braking. And then I go on like this little back road and come back. But it's such... It's such a good rush. Like, I like it. It's yeah. just enough where I'm like, I'm not going to kill myself on accident, but it will knock on wood, um, which I'll, I'll actually do that. But mm-hmm. uh, it's just enough to get, like, your mind off of things because life can get crazy. Definitely. It, it is. And like I was saying before, before we got on got on air, it's about having those good reflexes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, and so you don't panic. Because these people do not see you half the time, not looking for you the other half the time, and don't give a fuck. They will hit you. So yeah, you, you have, have to be reflexes. concerned about yeah the other yeah. people. They have the reflexes to avoid those accidents so you can live. So it's just about reflexing and timing. My first accident I had within the first six months of getting my motorcycle, which was bad, which I broke my shoulder blade. Oh my god. Uh, Fractured a bone in my right wrist, which is 
one of the hardest bones to break and the smallest bone. And coincidentally, I broke that. So I was in a cast, a sling because of my left shoulder. Yeah. Then I I had cuts and scrapes and stuff because I had a a little a little flossing as motorcycle jacket. It was black. It had a big skull on the back. It was uh, fluorescent, not fluorescent. It was uh, it reflected at night, so you could see it real good at night. Mm. I hit the pavement. All that nylon and that little bullshit pads shifted. I had here, here, no, left arm, left shoulder, left knee, left ankle. I was fucked up, for real. How long were you off with that? A complete recovery took about five months because I had to go through uh, rehab and we strengthened my right arm because I'm right-handed and I couldn't use my right arm because it was in a cast. Oh, no. So, yeah, so I had to work on that. Uh, had some issues with the hip and pain, but made a full recovery on it, though. But definitely... that That's, I mean, a lot of the podcasts we talk about, like, funny stuff, but also, like, mental health. Like, that's got to be... Did you get, like, depressed with that? Sitting in the house, I did, because... Yeah. And... Real talk. I needed my brother, and he wasn't. He wasn't there. I just needed him to be there, and you know, you know, cut my hair for me because I can't do it because I cut my own hair for my entire life, and he wasn't there. So yeah, I had some. Where, where was he at? Doing whatever hell he was doing. He was he here in Jacksonville. His uh-huh. only brother, but um, yeah, I need I needed him there because it's like I was with him when I went down. So oh, and I knew that. One of us was going to go down, and I was actually praying that it was me and not him because I didn't feel he would survive. Oh, my God. So, yeah. But, yeah, once I healed, I actually got my motorcycle back, stripped it down to the frame, rebuilt it. What's, what's the first ride like after getting in a bad accident? Like, um... Well, I still was riding his bike every now and then, so I still was used to it, but it was scary. Yeah. So I definitely, second go around, took my time, driving right, got a real jacket, this leather jacket that you got now. I appreciate and, that. And yeah. um, I just took my time learning how to ride and be safe. And then, of course, start speeding again, doing stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. But so you did you worked back up to... <laughs> doing stupid shit, yeah. To the reckless driving? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> it's funny how that is, right? Like, I'm never doing that again, and then you just end up doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a bigger bike. I had that... I went from a 600 that I wrecked to a 1300, so it was like, I got all this power, I gotta do something with it, you know? Yeah. Are you big, uh, big into current events at all or anything like that? Yeah, pretty much. Do you see, um, have you seen the video of the Tennessee cop? Uh, that one I haven't. So you guys see that video. So I got to see the school shooting that happened the other day, a few weeks back. Oh, oh, now I did see the body cam from... That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. In Memphis, or was it, no, it was, it was Knoxville or Nashville? Nash- or Nashville, Nashville. Yeah, Nashville. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude, the, the cop goes in there, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what happened. I was watching it, then I missed the last part. I don't know, did they show where they, they killed the suspect? Or? Uh, they killed her, for they, sure. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't see that part, because I think I was just had it on, and I was 
working out of the house that day. No, so. they're like clearing, like they're going room by room, step by step. It's like the complete out because they, the one from Texas, I think it was Ovadi or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the cops did nothing. Like they waited in the hallways while kids were getting like lit up, you know, and just sat there. But this guy was like, it was him and like two other guys, and they just were like, one dude had a shotgun, one guy had a M4, or then a, the cop the, with the body cam has as a pistol. Mm-hmm. And they're just going around like. Like, they're going to find... Like, they're looking for trouble, and they're going to find it. Like, and then they... Yeah. Okay. It's pretty cool. And there was another one, too, where... I think it said a transgender woman. That's one. That's the same that's one. That's the same one? Yeah. So, it's two people in there? No, I just... There's two tri- cops. Oh, uh, it's three cops total. Cops? Okay. Yeah. So, one had the shotgun, one had the M4, and one had the pistol. You see that... Because the, uh, the pistol guy is like, it's his body camera okay so you okay. you see the other two guys moving around and stuff but they're, they're all talking to each other and stuff but i think the, the guy with the pistol was i think he was a marine former or he was a marine veteran i'm pretty sure he was but yeah no hesitation like they just get in there and they're like let's go do it yeah well i'm glad they did because i love children and and what kind of coward are you to go in there and target children in the first place well, what, what's your take on like I mean, I know what the first, like, big school shooting I remember, well, I think, I mean, it probably wasn't the first one, but, the one, like, Columbine. That's the one I, first one I remember. Yeah. yeah. And I, mean, I, was, I was really young when that happened, but I just remember that one. But, like, it seems like since then, it's just astronomically, every, every year, it's more and more and more. And now there's so many that I can't even, like, remember the names of all of them. When people, like, you know, we're just talking about, uh, the one that happened in Tennessee, you know, there's one. What's your take on that whole thing? Well, I know at this point, according to some sources, that we are at already like 35 mass shootings this year. Yeah, it's, which it's means crazy. it's been at either a school, a church, or uh, a mall or something. But to target people that can't fight back is a coward move in my book. I mean, it's then then you go after children at that. I I do believe in hell, heaven and hell, and I believe there's a special place in, in hell for you for that, because, nah, I mean, that's just not, it's not cool at all. Well, I, th- I think it's like a, a mental health crisis, right? Because, like, people are like, oh, ban guns and stuff, but, like, you know, if you put a gun on a table, it's not going to go shoot people up, right? Like, somebody's people pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, what, what's in the mind of somebody who goes to a school and sh- shoots little kids? Like, that's cr- like, shooting anyone's crazy, but, like, little kids that are just going to school is, that's horrible. It is. And I honestly don't know what somebody in that mindset can be thinking to want to go to a elementary school and shoot nine-year-olds. You shot nine-year-olds and 60-year-olds, no one that could defend themselves. Yeah. Um, I have a buddy of mine who I knew him from the military, and we always, like, text back and forth. I actually haven't talked to this dude on the phone or seen him since we got out of the Army, but we text, like, every day. Have you ever had a friendship like that? Um, kind of, yeah. I got two dudes I went to school with in high school. Yeah. We actually reconnected last year towards the end and um yeah we we've hung out about three times and you know we we send 
text messages and, and rap. We haven't talked here recently, but yeah, they always been good dudes. They they got families they're taking care of, so yeah. Yeah, like I I haven't actually so I mean I've, there hasn't been a break in our communication. We've consistently been texting like every day for but we just never call each other on the phone or whatever. Okay. But anyway, I digress. So me and him are talking about the school shooting stuff and and uh like I think it's something like 95% of all mass shootings are at gun-free zones. Like you see the sign mm-hmm. it says like gun-free and like I get the intent behind that, right? But like the bad guys don't care about that sign. Right. And so it's like the guys who and the guys and girls who are complying with that sign are just you know it's like shooting fish in a barrel at that point. Mm-hmm. So we were like talking about putting like armed security in every spot that has a gun free that's a gun free zone. So this way, like, all right, yeah, you can't bring your guns, but somebody's there with gun, you know. Right. Which I mean, we spend so much money on things that I feel like the government could afford that. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> And I believe in in the uh, the amendments to have guns and gun rights. I'm s- starting to now lean towards why do we still have AR-15s? I love them. I had one. Might get one before a band come in, but I think one needs to be. It needs to be looked at because I understand you have sports advocates who go out and hunt it's all well and good but yeah I mean these people the average person don't need a gun like that they don't know what to do with a gun like that I mean I've had guns since I was 21 and had a gun within reach of me every day for since that time yeah but that particular weapon we need to take a look at because this it's the children that are Paying the price for something that we want, not something that we actually need. Yeah, I, I think that I don't own any guns, like personally. Like I just, I mean, I I've thought about getting one, but I'm like, you know, maybe like the most I would ever do is like a shotgun for my house, like either a twenty mm-hmm. or a twelve, right? Like that's it. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go walking around with a gun on me because mm-hmm. I just, I just think it's kind of. Like, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think I need, like, but that, I guess it would be, to be in a situation where someone else had a gun and I didn't would be unfortunate. Right. But, yeah, I just, I think that for, like, me, a gun's a bad idea. But I don't know that other people shouldn't be allowed to own guns if that's what they want, right? Because, like, that's kind of the whole point of being in America is, like, you get to do what you want. So I'm, like, more, I'm more, like, let everything be legal than ban stuff. Because once you start banning like certain things and it becomes other things, and I'm not saying like I don't get what you're saying with the like the AR-15, like being something we don't need. I just I think there needs to be more checks in place. Like it's crazy to me that you can go get stuff like that without any like background checks, or like go to a gun show and buy. Like that's crazy to me. Well, the thing is though, look at it this way. It's not something that can be fixed unless the weapon is banned because I myself dealt with mental health issues dating back to that motorcycle accident. Would you get a concussion? With yeah. TBIs type stuff? I got a concussion and then I've been in multiple accidents, not at fault since then in some bad accidents. So I have been diagnosed with having severe depression 
and PTSD from having these accidents. I've been in five accidents, and four of them were not my fault. Are you still still going through that stuff today? I'm still struggling with it off and on. The last six months has been great. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Finally got back on the right foot because, man, I was in a bad place when we were with the yeah, insurance yeah. company. Yeah. I mean, we were struggling with that. Oh, it was a horrible experience, yeah. It's like, okay, I'm in pain. I can't do what I want to do, and I don't have money. And mm-hmm. it's... This job I have, it's not a career. This job I got, it's not getting it done. So, yeah, I had some days where I was really depressed. Back when I had, um, I had two accidents, well, three accidents within a, a six-month period. You got in three accidents in a six-month period. Yeah, in 2016. I was, I could say, at the top of my game at that point. I had a brand-new house. I had Two Cadillacs, an Escalade, uh, a Cadillac DTS. Really? Yeah. And then I had another little runaround car. So, you know, money was good. House living was good. Yeah. Then I had these accidents. Now I can't work. I can't take care of myself. can't really take care of my son. Yeah. So I started slowly losing everything over mm-hmm. the course of months. So all that played into depression. Now I'm back living with my mother. After I, I'm here, nothing that I did. You know, I didn't cause these accidents. I didn't do anything stupid. So that depression comes in there. So I, before I moved out the house, I ended up having a stroke because I was in so much pain. My, my blood pressure was elevated. It caused me to have a, a minor stroke. So I had to learn how to, to walk again. So I had to deal with all that stuff. And I'm doing this by myself. I just had a bad breakup at that point. So, so you, you had a stroke and you, you f- forgot how to walk? I didn't forget how to walk. I just had difficulty walking, so they just helped to help me with the rehab going through. Oh, okay. So you had to learn to walk again, essentially. Yeah. What about, did, did you have any memory issues with that? Still have memory issues. Um, short-term memory is horrible. Bad as hell with names. When we first met, I don't know if you ever knew it, I didn't call your name because I couldn't remember <laughs> what the hell your name was. That's all right. Mean, my, yeah, my, so my short-term memory was, was bad, so over the years I've adapted to how to learn. I write more stuff down. I take pictures and go over it. So, I mean, I used to, I was a labor lawyer for a, a union, so I lost all that knowledge. I had to start over. So, it's been hard, but I adapted. So, if, if someone's listening today and they're like going through a depressive state, what, what would you tell them? Like, because, you know, you've obviously turned around, like you said, the last six months have been great and that's mm-hmm. awesome to hear, but you know, not everyone is in the same spot as you are. Maybe they're just beginning the journey of recovery or whatever. Um. That's going to be the most scariest place to be. And if you were like me, okay, what do I do at this point? If I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm not going to get anywhere. Or... I can fight, get up, take it one day at a time. And that's what I did. I did it one day at a time. I, I kept my faith. I prayed a lot. But family is important, too. I didn't really have that. My mother, she was there for me every day, picking up my son, 
taking them to work to school, picking up for me, bringing them back home. Only thing I could do was get out of the bed for an hour to sit at the dining room table with him so he can I can help him in with his work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was it. So she did everything else. She cooked, she cleaned. I was just in the room, shut off to the world. I I do think that um, I was talking to a buddy of mine last night that he called me and just wanted to talk about some stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was talking about his family and stuff like that. And, you know, family, you, you don't get, get to pick your family, right? Like you're born and that's your mom and your dad, right? And, you know, if they, they're siblings, you know, that, that's that. Like you, you're born with your family, but... And it, I'm not saying family's bad or anything. Um, in my situation, it's quite the opposite. Like, if my mom was more of an asshole, maybe I would miss her less, you know? <laughs> so I guess that the fact that I loved my mom is, is, uh, makes it harder that she's gone. But, uh, and same with my brother. Like, that was, you know, my best friend. So um, kind of sucks he's not around. But you, with things like that, you, you get, like, f- friends. Like, I, I've been really fortunate um, to have my entire life really just made great friends like everywhere I've gone. And I think that if, if when I, whenever I was in a dark or, and sometimes I still get in dark places, I guess, um, like friends are, are the best thing. Like they, they, they've saved my life and so has my family, but there's some stuff like I, I don't try, I try to avoid calling my dad with, sad or depressive thoughts because like he you know he lost his wife and son in the same year right and mm-hmm. my sister is the same as me she lost her brother and mom and my other brother the same situation so like I know that I'll talk to them about stuff for sure but if there's some times where I'm just like I need to call somebody I, I always call my friends and they always answer and if they don't answer they call me right back and I think friends are the key to mental health for sure and also like loving yourself which is which is harder to do than I would like. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm like purposely not dating anyone or anything like that. And I've been spending a lot of time like on myself, like reading, riding a motorcycle by myself, going to jujitsu or the gym and just kind of getting my own house in order because I don't think it's fair for me to date anyone when I'm not really exactly sure which direction I'm heading yet. Like I, I have an idea, you know, and I, I see like, I see the finish line when like maybe a couple years ago, I didn't, I didn't care about a finish line. I was just waking up and being like, oh, I, I woke up today. Like, let me just go through the motions of life. But like for the first time in a while, I feel like I am living and moving in a positive direction, but there's still some stuff I got to do before I can, you know, pursue. Cause like, obviously you, you know, you have a fiance and she's, she's awesome. And I'm like, of course everyone wants that, you know, but I, I'm not ready for that yet, you know? Definitely. I definitely understand that. And you definitely have to work on yourself first because that time that I was recovering, I was by myself. So I had time to do inventory on the last relationship and how can I improve myself? Because I always try to improve myself no matter what. So look at some of the things I did wrong, what I said, what I did how to avoid that. So I spent, see, this was in 2016, 17, 18, 19, four years by myself. So I really got myself together, 
all the way around before I started dating again and I made the right decision because like you said my fiance T Teresa she's freaking a not a fantastic oh she's the best yeah and she's helped me to continue growing as an individual and help me on my road to recovery as well because you know she had a rough go with it too she's had three accidents in the last two years where she was rear-ended or a car cut in front of her so she went through the same thing dealing with depressive issues but I was there for her because I didn't want her to be alone because like you said friends are important and we are where we are today because of friends and we wouldn't be here and I have to give a shout out to you because I appreciate you coming to pick us, pick us up, pick me up to take me to work or to pick me up to drop me off the tee to get the car. We wouldn't have made it or been in this position where we are now financially stable if it wasn't for your help. So I appreciate you on that. I appreciate appreciate that a lot, man. Uh, I actually forgot I did that. I also have memory issues. <laughs> but I also, I remember all the bad things I've done, like, or things I've, like, regretted, I guess. Um, much more so than the good stuff. So, like, I, I, I try to write down, like, when I was in therapy or whatever, she would always be like, you stop being so hard on yourself. And I'm like, well, did you not just hear what I said? And she's like, yeah, but, like, you know, there's got to be good stuff you've done. So I think when you get in your own head and... You know, like, no one could be a bigger critic of you than you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, I think as long as you, you're, you've got a good support group and you've got healthy outlets and coping mechanisms, like, I'm not saying that, that there won't be bad days or bad minutes or bad hours, but there will be good days, good minutes, good hours. You know, you just got to keep positive um, and know that eventually it'll pass yeah you definitely have to know that and because if you don't know that then it's going to continue being a a chaotic life or stretch of time you have to realize like yeah this is for just right now this is not going to be the rest of my life Mm -hmm. so I do have to take inventory of my life I do have to do my part don't be as get up and work day in and day out and you can fix your situation. You, you really can. I mean, even if you got to do it alone, it'll be a little bit harder. But you got to have that determination that this is not going to be my, the end of me. This is my defining moment for the rest of my life. What I do now is going to determine where I, I end up five, ten years from now. So, well, you, you, uh, you ever see like Rocky or the Creed movies? Yeah. You know, like, there's always like, they start, they start, movie starts, and then there's something that happens, some dramatic moment, and then a training montage, and then, a, and then the win at the end, and, you know, the, the song gets played, like, dun, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, the training montage is really, like, life, you know? It's not a two-minute yeah. movie clip where it's Sylvester Stallone or Michael B. Jordan are just shredded, lifting weights, you know, and running. It's just more like, you know, just getting your mind right and getting your house in order but that's how I always like to be like, right now I'm in the training montage, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh, and the most important thing I can yeah. say is be honest. Don't lie to yourself. You can lie to the world, but don't lie to yourself because you said it before. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and like what you see. You need to talk to yourself 
you got to coach yourself through it. Your, your best friend is going to be yourself. So don't lie to yourself. Be truthful. If you fucked up something, you fucked it up. Just don't make that mistake again. Fix it. If you can. If you can't, move forward and don't make the same damn dumbass decision. Yeah, it's, it's projection is definitely easier to do. Like if you, you know, if you know you made a mistake, you can project that negative energy onto other people, whether it's friends, yeah. family, whatever. But like knowing and owning up for your own mistakes, and then trying to be better today than you were yesterday is, is I think a, a really good mindset to have because no one's perfect. Like the only perfect guy, we hung him from a cross, you know. Right. So everyone else has got flaws of some sort, and. Um, it's important to just remember that no one is perfect, and including yourself. Yeah, and you're gonna make mistakes. That's it's part of life. It's part of growing and becoming an adult and getting wiser. You're gonna make mistakes. Just learn from it and move forward, and keep moving forward. Don't don't remain stagnant. You gotta have that mentality of always moving forward and upward more movement to whatever it is you're trying to do in life. Because if you get stagnant. You're not going to reach those goals. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to end up being negative, complaining about this, complaining about that. I mean, at work, I talked to this guy. Bro, when I tell you this motherfucker had so many damn things going on and excuses, and I'm like, and you're the cause of it. <laughs> well, you're not, you're not the cause of it. Somebody just running into you before I got on the phone with you. But yeah. other than that, you're the cause of all this bullshit. And I tell you, he had, I mean, his life was cat shit wrapped in dog shit. That's how <laughs> fucked up it was, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, I mean, you could always tell the type of person who has the, the victim mentality. And I think I, maybe I had this myself for a minute. But, like, you talk to him for, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. And, like, they tell you, like, oh, my, this didn't get paid. That didn't get paid. She's not talking to me. He's not talking to me. All this stuff. And it's just, like. You're like, well, I don't want to talk to this guy anymore because he sucks, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, no one wants yeah. to hear, like, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. I, and when I got on that call, I wanted to get off so bad. It's like, I can't do nothing with this guy. You, you got all this going on, and anything I can help you with, it's going to cost. Yeah. And you already have, don't have any money. <laughs> You're trying to get uh, approved for disability. And then you got these health issues. But what are you doing about it? You just complaining, 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 and I have to feel like a lot of this is because you're you're the problem. Your your thought process is the problem. Yeah, um, I I always try to like there's there, like if, with people like that, like I'm rooting for them to figure it out, mm-hmm. but like they got to figure it out on their own. And like you know, I was the same way. I had to, like so many people try to help me, but I just you know I wasn't listening. Mostly, like I was just like whatever, you know, in one ear out the other. But when I when I finally um, accepted, you know, that I did have some stuff to work on, mm-hmm. it wasn't like necessarily like overnight. I was good, you know, and even still now, I wouldn't. I don't know that I'm exactly where I want to be, but uh, I do know that being self aware of who you are and what you have to do to be who you want to be is um, is is very crucial definitely I absolutely agree with that statement and that statement was actually amazing like that shit that was that was really good yeah and I should write that shit down yeah 
Yeah. That just came to me just now. <laughs> did it? Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it didn't sound like it rushed it or anything. Yeah. You know? I mean, it either came off the top of the head. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. You actually practiced. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to kill him with this line when I, when I get on the air. With this, but, you know, you know, I, I, I so I used to um, do stuff like that before. Like, if I knew I was going out to, like, a group thing or whatever, I would I would come up with some jokes beforehand. Okay. Like, so I'm like, all right, you know, so this way, like, if it's. If I get that, because you know you go out and you meet like new people and you're not exactly sure, so I'm like, oh, I got some stories in my head that I'll you know light the room and I'll yeah. be you know. So yeah, but no, in this situation that just uh, came. I was just kind of uh, vibing off what you were saying, really. You know, it's just, but um, that is like my favorite part of this podcast is listening to other people because I was a horrible, maybe the worst listener of all time. Like I would look at you. But I'd be thinking about like rabbits in a field, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not even kidding, man. Uh, though today I was getting my hair cut, and the guy was talking about like you know like sometimes barbers talk about nothing, yeah. you know, and like I I don't know where I went, like I was at, like I was and like he was like you're right, and I was like oh like my hair went from being like long to cut, uh-huh. and I <laughs> I was like and he was like yeah he's like, he's like did you get all that story? I was like sure did, man. Good luck with everything, you know. <laughs> that too have somebody talking to me I, I don't know where the hell I was at yeah so what do you think <laughs> well I'm honest with you you got some issues there um, but what do you think you should do I'm gonna put it back on him like, what do you think you should do yeah like someone pours their heart out to you and you kind of you kind of phased out I've been more cognizant of it so I, I try to like if, if I'm having a serious talk with somebody like I'm like alright alright Sam pay attention like we got a lot yeah, to yeah, say yeah. you know like I'm like Put like sit on my hand so I don't play thumb wars by myself or whatever, but yeah, sometimes like especially when I'm at like jujitsu, mm-hmm. like because what they do is like they demonstrate a move three times and then you go rep it with your partner, right? And so like I'll be like, all right, and I watch my my buddy Alex owns the gym and he's a great instructor, but he'll he's doing the move and like after the second move he's like Sam, and I'm like hey, <laughs> and he's like you're not paying attention. I was like correct <laughs> so so like i'll tell people like hey man i i kind of got like this thing oh, where i yeah. phase out so like you could just yeah that's funny as hell yeah yeah if i don't listen and kind of like repeat what you're saying in my head yeah i won't remember it that's one that's one of those little life hacks i figured out that i have to do because of my short short-term memory and Sometimes, you know, I just drift off, but, but yeah, I find myself that if I listen to what somebody's saying and I kind of like repeat what they're saying in my mind, I can remember it and then I can add some insightful information to the conversation. If not, so what, 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 no, really, let, let's, let's talk about you first. What do you think you should be doing in this? Thing? That's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. When you, when it, when it's one of those, if you're like, you're having, if you're really tired and you. And you, someone's having a serious conversation with you, and you, and you phased out. I think the best thing to do is redirect it back to them, because at the end of the day, what you're doing is kind of what we already talked about, which is letting them be self-aware of their own problem set. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you missed out, and you know you weren't listening, but you're still getting them to think about a solution, so they come up with it on their own. Right, so really, right. you, you were listening. Well, yeah. In a way, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That's a lot of mental gymnastics. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. So, um, when you said you had a stroke, one of my, one of my good friends had a stroke and he, he would write stuff down in a book, Mm -hmm. but so like, if we were like, oh, we got to go to the grocery store and get like carrots, lettuce. 
and he would write down all the stuff and be like, all right. And then I'd write down like the address, right? And he'd go to the store, but he would lose his notebook. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was a struggle he had. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and so he would get very frustrated about it. And I mean, obviously I never went to a grocery store. I was just trying to use like an example of like lists and stuff, but that was something he really like it would really upset him because he'd be like dude I wrote all this down and then I lost a freaking notebook and he he went through like 10 notebooks a week because mm-hmm. he was doing that writing everything down because he didn't want like he was like embarrassed of forgetting things but it wasn't his fault you know like I mean the guy had a serious injury you know and in times like that you have to adapt because what I did I became more meticulous in my filing and organizing so I could easily find stuff so like everything is alphabetized in in individual folders. A lot of stuff I have uh, in the cloud, so yeah. I just go to my OneDrive, open it up, boom! I got everything listed by folders. Anything I need, I know I can just go there and find it. And mm-hmm. anytime I take notes, I'm meticulous with my notes, so I can transport. You are myself. very meticulous with your notes. Yeah, so that's why we were a good team because yeah. I am kind of an idiot. Like. <laughs> I could, I, like, I, for when it comes to, like, reading and writing, like, there's books where, like, I will, like, start, and I, I like, and then when I come back, like, I'll be on, like, chapter seven, and I'll be like, I don't know, what, like, I think I, <laughs> like, flipped the page or something, but, yeah, so. Yes, yeah, so that, that helped me out get, um, stand meticulous and have it in my phone, so when I, whenever I go somewhere, I need what, okay, just look it up, and boom, it's there, so, that's some things you gotta, you gotta create a life hack and and figure out ways to continue to move forward and not become stagnant. You can't use your situation as a cripple, as a cane for too long. Yeah. You, See, you I was gonna, out. I was thinking crutch, but crutch, you said yeah. you said every other c word that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was like, he's gonna say crutch at some point, right? Like you were like cripple, cane. I was like, it's yeah. crutch, man. <laughs> I couldn't, get, I couldn't get that word. Man. No, yeah, I, I, I got to work on that because I was getting frustrated. Yeah, I, I was like, say crutch already. <laughs> but I was trying to get to Kane, but <laughs> cripple came up. Yeah, yeah, no, I was like, he's crippled. I was yeah. like, you're thinking crutch. You're thinking yeah, crutch. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, so, what else? We, we've talked about a lot of serious stuff. You got any funny stuff? Anything funny going on in your life? Any funny going on in my life? Yeah. Not really. Nothing um, funny. Life itself, just enjoying life. Teresa, we're great. You know, we're both in a good spot right now. I, I got a funny and, story about that involves. Yeah, let me hear. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you got an argument with that one guy, and you told me, <laughs> you told me, you, you, he's a man, and you said you, <laughs> you're a hoe. <laughs> that was. What, which one was this? Remind me. Those it was our, one of the guys we used to work with. Okay. Remember you got you got an argument? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and I was yeah, just thinking like, yeah. what? Is, what is a grown man? Because you're like one of the most calm, collective. I've never seen you angry. So like, if you're angry, like somebody really must have said it. Like the way you said that, like I, I thought about. I still laugh at that random. I laugh at a lot of things <laughs> you say. Like when you were like, when I had the incident on my sectional, and you were like, you know, I guess you could just clean the cushions for some peace of mind. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I always think about that, like, I just start randomly laughing, because you don't talk nearly as much as me, but when you do, it's like comedy gold. Yeah, man, you know, I I like to laugh. I, yeah, I like, no, yeah, you definitely have a great laugh. laugh, you definitely yeah. have a great laugh, yeah. Yeah, I like to laugh and have fun, and 
life is serious enough. I mean, you don't have to be yeah. serious all day, every day. Yeah. You know, tell your jokes when it's time, take care of business when it's time. And yeah. Then, Everything else, but man, I know I've had some. I know I've had some 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 good stuff come up, but I just can't think of it right now. It's in the car. Like, it's, now watch after this is over, and I'm driving now because I'm leaving here to go see my mom next. Are you? Going, how I'm is your mom doing? She's doing a lot better. She's back up and able to stand again. Oh, and that's she took awesome. A few steps, so yeah. So we're trying to get her. Uh, did you together. sell all that stuff that uh, I was helping? Not with? all of it. Um, she signed, like, like I told her, she signed everything over to my brother, so he's in charge of her finances. So oh, she he said do. he didn't want to pay any more for it, even though it was coming out of her money. So I'm like, my hands are tied. So I saw what so I So you could. just have one brother or you got? Nah, the hell, that one's enough, man. <laughs> that is a fucking enough. So you just got one? Yeah, just one. Okay. Yeah. So you go, how far is your mom from here? Uh, about ten minutes. She's right there off of um, but it's like three exits once you cross over Dane's Point Bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, so going she, towards the airport. Yeah, going towards the airport. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's like it's close to Airport Road, so it's it's back over there. Uh, but I can't remember remember that exit right now. But yeah, there's no yeah. problem with that. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. But I, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just loving life right now. I know you got your thing going on. I got my thing going on. But you know, I appreciate you being giving me the opportunity to come on here and speak. This is fun. I wish I had some more topics to talk about. I could remember some more shit to talk yeah. about. But well, you know. I mean, that's that is the thing, right? Like I've been. I think this will be like either twenty. This is either twenty. I I can never remember until I get on the the app or whatever. And like I have to type in what episode it is, and I have to I have it like. But anyway, um, it's fun because like you've probably never been on a podcast before. I'm guessing. Right? I haven't. No, it's the first time. Yeah, and I I think that that is the same for everybody I've done, but it's been twenty people at this point, right? Okay. So like I'm like the first time I did it, you know, it was a little weird, but like now I kind of, I kind of have like a better better grip on it. But yeah, I could. It's still like it's always like the first ten to fifteen minutes. You know, like, I got to, like, let, you know, kind of let you talk or mm-hmm. whoever's on the show talk. And that's why I always say, like, I'll introduce yourself. Because this way, you oh, know, you start talking, like, my name's Charles. I'm from where or whatever. I do this or whatever, you know. Um, because it, it, that first, like, 15 minutes is always, like, people are like, oh, you know, I don't know. Like, you could tell. And, and okay, yeah, got it, you. And the good, the good parts of the, like, I haven't done one that anybody's been, like, that was atrocious. Like, never have that person on again, you know. And mm-hmm. I've had people um, who I did know or didn't know. And it's always it's always good. Like I, I mean, obviously I know you, so it's it, some of the stuff you shared I already knew. But like learning new stuff about you is cool too. And I just generally like talking to people, um, and hearing about their day or whatever, and like what they're up to and different takes on things. And like you know, I can talk about pretty much anything with anyone. You know, like if I don't know what it is, like um, if someone's into like a sport that I'm like cricket or something, I'll look it up and be like, you know, yeah. all right, cool. And I talk cricket on the podcast, you know? Okay. But cause I mean, the common theme is it doesn't matter if you're male, female, whatever race, religion, like everybody at some point gets in that, that's headspace where like, it's like, what do I do next? And then, you know, the negative thoughts come through and, and that's kind of like, you know, this is an outlet for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it's not my show. Um, you know, this is your episode, but, the show is about everybody. 
Right. You know? And um, that's kind of the point of it. And a few weeks back, my ego did get out of control with the numbers. Like, I was so obsessed with, oh, my God, it's, like, been downloaded such and such many times. So I was like, you know, I thought I was, like, Rogan. <laughs> and I was out of control with it. And uh, a friend of mine was like, she was, she was like, yeah, you know, I, I listen to the podcast or whatever. And I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I had to relax with the. I was like, I appreciate listening to it, but, like, I don't even want to know if anyone listens anymore. I just right. do it. Like, I don't yeah. look at the numbers anymore because it was it got definitely my ego took over for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you just want to do a good job and, you know, be be able to, you know, have someone to learn something and if you can help one person, then it's still worth it. You know what I'm saying? So, what you're doing, keep going. It's going to continue to grow and get better. Well, dude, so, um, my buddy James, he was on a podcast. My friend Dave, he's going to be on in a few weeks. I'm going to meet him in Charleston, I think. But, he was like, Dave calls me and he's like, hey, James is a truck driver. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude, he's like, tell him to give me a call. I want to talk to him because he's a truck driver too. So they, they talk all the time now and they only know each other through the podcast. And then the, okay. the other guy, Jimmy, he did an episode, one of the first ones. And my friend Trav, they both golf, right? So they're linking up on Long Island to play golf together. But they only know each other through being on the podcast. Okay. So it's kind of cool. That's um, yeah. And I actually did one with um, this guy, Matthew, who he plays um, offensive line for Miami. It's like a stud prospect, right? And he has like a picture with Ed Reed, like really? the safety for the Ravens. Yeah. Oh, okay. So if I could get Ed on the pod, that'd be awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Imagine that, Ed Reed on yeah, the four lead podcast. My brother loved Ed Reed, man. Yeah. Oh, everyone loves Ed Reed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like him, man. You ever see when Brady is, it's Brady and Belichick, and they're talking about like for like an hour about Ed Reed, like, and they're looking through that. It's like an entire game film of Ed Reed specifically, because Brady is like, he's like, this is the greatest defensive player of all time. Like, he's like, Ed Reed, and they're just like, all right, we do this, Ed Reed does that. And, like, there's, like, times when, like, Ed Reed's not even looking, like, and he still makes the interception. Like, it's, like, impossible that he could have seen the play, but he mm-hmm. somehow did. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Ed Reed's the best, man. Yeah. Um, wasn't he going for a coaching position at FAMU? I think he was right when yeah. Dion was doing left Jackson. I think yeah. yeah, yeah. I know he didn't. He got it, or then they took F- the job right? Back. Yeah, something. Yeah, something happened, and I know he is it FAMU or Bethune Cookman. It's it's a black college in South Florida somewhere. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he got the job, and then something happened. I don't know if he said something, but he no longer has that job. And then he was speaking out about it, and that's when I. Started listening about what was going on. I don't know the story, but I know that Ed Reed's right. Like yeah. whatever. Side. Oh, um, I know it has. It had a lot to do with the living conditions for the students there, and then once he did that, a lot of protests started happening. So what he said was probably positive, because a lot oh, of so protests. Oh, he said like the the lodgings trash. And yeah, that. and then the students started showing pictures of the mold on the ceiling, and so oh. it started becoming a big protest. And some people were saying he probably should have went at it a different way. Get on the, get in there, and then ch- make changes from the inside that way. But I guess he called them out, and then they didn't like it. So then they they uh, took the job back. But but yeah, they were protesting over their con- their living conditions. I mean, in America, when we were used to drive around together, there's parts of Jacksonville like I was just like I was like wow, yeah. like this is like still places with dirt roads. That's like, what I'm crazy. saying. Yeah, like, yeah. and. It's sad to see that, especially in, like, the richest country in the world, you yeah. know? It's actually, like, heartbreaking. It is. Like, when 
you have to spend 800 and some odd billion dollars per year on defense. That's well, a lot of the money on the defense budget doesn't even go to like troops and equipment. It goes to the fa- like it goes to soldiers and, and their health care. Okay, well, because it covers dependents and stuff. Okay. So um, yeah, we spend a lot of money on defense, but I think that when they say that, they're being slightly disingenuous because soldiers are, do they get health insurance and all that stuff? And I think that that's important. Mm-hmm. But I'm also Absolutely. very pro troop. Mm-hmm. Um, I respect you know anybody who serves, whether it's Coast Guard or Marines, you know all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, they absolutely should. I, my I problem has always been foreign aid. Like, until every American, and by American I mean, like, it doesn't matter what you look like, you're, you're an American, right? A citizen of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, is taken care of and has a job and has a house and, you know, has a paved road, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, like, that's it. America, like, take care of America and then we can worry about other people. But it, it's, it's very tough for me to see like just walking around people homeless people you know whether it was in New York or down here um, or you know I travel all the time like you see and it's like we're sending all this money overseas and it's like well, what about the people here you know like we got to take care of our own first yeah and I think you need to have Teresa on here because she has some some new views about the world that is it Downright comical at times, but... Teresa's fun. I would love yeah. to have her on the show. Yeah, but one thing, and I agree with you with that foreign aid, there's this new drug out called Trank or something that these people out there are using. Oh, you're, you're talking about the crocodile? I don't know that it, it like eats your fingers and stuff? It eats everything. It's yeah, eats, it's like heroin, but it's like made with like Windex and stuff. No, this one is made with a horse tranquilizer. Oh, it, it actually crocodile is what I'm thinking. No, of. this one is is like crank or something. I mean, and it's like stupid. Like they have, it's mixed with fentanyl, which is already strong. Then yeah. you have this, and then I guess whatever drug or heroin or whatever you using. Then they got a little bit of that in there, but it's literally eating these people's flesh from the inside out. And what are we doing about that? I mean. We I mean, what are we doing about fentanyl? I mean, yeah, we gotta stop this drug stuff. This is obviously like for you, you know this, but I mean, my brother was twenty nine when he passed away, so like you don't die of natural causes at that age, right? So right. my brother overdosed on fentanyl was uh, one of the drugs that killed him. But I've had like there was a pee wee football team I played on had like sixteen guys on it, and I think it's up to six of them have died of of fentanyl. Wow, and that's crazy, you know. And I, I don't know that anyone's doing anything about it. Um, I'm not even really sure what what do you do about it. You know, I know they had to come up with Narcan is what um, EMS guys, and, and I think they now sell it to civilians. Yeah. Because, and that's, that's what brings um, guys back from overdoses. But the fentanyl is so strong now that they had to make the Narcan even stronger. Right. And you have to give like two, three, four doses of it now. So it's it's out of control and... I don't know what the what the fix is, but it's definitely going to be a problem. Uh, it's, it's probably not going to be a fix because for every one ton of drugs you seize, three or four still get through. Oh yeah, so, well I mean, they I think in Narcos they showed Pablo used to like let the DEA catch yeah, a drug shipment so he more. could get go right with you yeah, know more even more yeah, yeah so but like the DEA would be like oh we got a big shipment but the bigger shipment went right right through yeah <coughs> so. 
Yeah, and that's just a pandemic that there's not going to be anything to do for. And then you have, they're putting it in everything, even down to the weed. So Yeah, fentanyl, there was guys in New yeah, York who overdosed person, on cocaine that was laced with fentanyl. Yeah. The average person just not a, a, a heavy drug user. They want to just get high for whatever reason. That's their right. Yeah, you can't trust and drugs. Then, I mean, trust, you and, shouldn't trust you drugs. Can't trust you can't, dealer, you can't even I mean, trust... Because they're not going to tell you what's in it. I the mean, drug dealer probably doesn't even know. Yeah. Because it's getting cut up before it gets to him. Yeah, so... And that's the other thing. You know that, like, low-time drug dealer, he's going away for 10 to 20. Mm-hmm. But the big-time drug dealer... He's wrong. Yeah. But it then, still, maybe if everybody was doing better financially... They wouldn't turn to these drugs because they're just trying to escape their reality, really. Well, I think there's definitely a mental. I mean, people are concerned about the economy, this, that, and the third. But mm-hmm. I think that, um, I think drugs are are something people do to escape problems. I mean, yeah. I mean obviously, I, I don't think anyone's an addict without having some sort of mental health condition, you know. And, and you're self medicating. Yeah, and I did a lot of that when I was <laughs> me too. Me too. I, yeah. I, Probably was a alcoholic, I guess you should say. Yeah. I get up, leave the house to go to the store, buy some groceries, buy a big bottle of vodka, a fifth of vodka. Yeah. And that was daily thing. Well, you know how you know you you, you need to stop drinking. It's when you get the you know the plastic bottle with the Russian writing. It's uh-huh. like on the bottom left of the shelf, but it's like in a Gatorade like big ass container. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, yeah. That's when you're not drinking for the taste, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Yeah, but yeah, anybody dealing with that, I like you said, they need friends and family to help get out of that. So, absolutely. Well, man, um, genuinely appreciate you being on the show. Um, I, you know, I was gonna episode's gonna be called Charles. I'll shoot it over to you. It's on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, and then I don't know if you have Instagram. If you do, I'll I'll tag your photo in it because I usually take a photo with whoever and then put it on my Instagram. Okay, um, people could have face to a voice. That is one of the things I think is the weirdest part is like, obviously we're sitting next to each other so I can see your facial expression and stuff, but like people are just listening, like they have no idea, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so this way they can kind of see who you are and stuff like that. Um, generally appreciate it. So this will be Charles, you know, next time we get you on, Roman Numer number two. But I uh, appreciate it, man. I love you. All Thanks right. for coming on. All right. And I want to dedicate this to the love of my life, Teresa. Yeah, you got to talk so, to her about being on the show. That'd yeah, be awesome. I definitely want to talk to her about being on the show. So yeah, I'm going to talk to her today about it. All right. Sounds good, man. All right, man. All right.